I was born October 29, 1960 as one of twin girls. One sunny day, my brother was tossing a large football-sized rock with a friend of his for fun. I was told to remain on the porch as they played but saw my dolly under a mimosa tree on a white iron chair that wrapped around the entire tree. I ignored the warning and went to grab it. As soon as I reached the tree the large rock hit my head and cracked my skull. I believe I felt warmth flush down my entire body. I heard a loud bell sound, and my body dropped like a carelessly thrown garment as I went upward into the arms of a beautifully light-filled being, an angel. I immediately trusted and loved this angel. I never wanted the angel to leave. I knew what was being told to me by this lovely joyful love-filled being was 100% truth. I was draped in the arms of this light-filled, long-haired being and want to say red-haired being too. The light moved within the body as well as flowed as part of the clothing or gown she was wearing, but the light always kept me from seeing the face entirely. The light changed and danced throughout the being, blinding me from seeing this loving angel being's face totally. She was carrying me up a huge, beautiful white spiral staircase and brilliant lights were shining and sparkling all around us. I felt so safe. At that age, I was in elementary school, never was away from home, and in this being's arms, I had not a single care in the world. I don't think I gave a second thought to anything down here at that moment. I was in pure bliss. The being's voice had a true joyful loving sound to it as well. Its honesty and love and joyousness. I could not only hear, but felt inside my spirit. I was looking around at the lights. When I mentioned how pretty they were to this angel being, this angel being agreed and said, yes. As I heard the angel answering briefly to another presence, I was swallowed up into a lovely warm pink existence where there was what I would explain as a healing loving softness. That's the best I can explain for now. What my family was witnessing was totally different, even terrifying. My mother recalls driving out of town with seven of my other siblings, when the awful knowing that something has happened to her daughter washed over her. She said it was a knowing. She drove to a phone and called home, and turned back home after hearing the news. From what I've pieced together, she saw me with my eyes rolled back, revealing the root, and I was bleeding a pool of blood from my head, as well as covered in blood I had vomited. Back in my experience, I am laid down in what I believe to be mid-air. In space this angel chats with me, assuring me everything is just as it should be. This being directs my attention to my left, and I see afar off a golden bright entrance. The being tells me heaven and Jesus are there and there is a place for me. Now I know there was much more great discussion between us, but my memory was wiped possibly. Ha ha. Really though, this being knew me entirely. The angel being says, Would you like to go to heaven or stay with your mommy and daddy? As soon as she said mommy and daddy, I see a photo picture fly right up to my face in the middle of outer space, where I'm laying comfortably with all the stars. The image that flies up was of my mommy and daddy fighting, and I am immediately drawn to my mother's image and a deep need to help her somehow. I had no care for my father at that moment, only the deep need to help my mother. When I saw my mother's image, I chose to come back for her. 
The angel being told me to lie very still after assuring me everything was just fine. Well, everything goes black, but then something blacker than that black walks up and down alongside of me a few times and leaves. I wake up in the hospital, being told later I was in a coma for three days. I tell my mom some of what I had been through, and she said not to repeat it. It's funny I couldn't tell her about the picture of her and dad that made me return. She told me not to talk of it, and I immediately knew she was thinking I had a missing screw bolt and rusty spring from my brain lol. I was told the doctors were to do a surgery, but my skull had miraculously fallen back into place. I've asked others in my family later in life, but apparently none of my other sisters and brothers were told of even where I was. Later I found out a lie had been told about who had thrown the rock. My brother did, not his friend who was blamed. They thought I wasn't going to pull through. But even now I've never heard the entirety of the experience from their viewpoint because it was so very hushed. I returned to school, but shortly after took aptitude tests and I was passed from 6th to 8th grade for achieving a high score. I feel the NDE experience helped me answer the test questions, possibly giving me a higher IQ. I'm not saying I'm smart, but that something helped me answer. Sounds insane lol. But I know I was helped somehow by the NDE. That's the best I can explain. Now, later in growing up, I was given the knowledge I would have a retarded child, and that I was going to because I wouldn't hurt a disabled child. I say retarded because that is the term I understood in that day. I recall actually standing at the end of our sidewalk wondering why I would have a retarded child, but knew I had to remember it. Later in life I had my beautiful Down syndrome daughter. I knew about this instantly. Before the doctors could say that she had Down syndrome, I was telling them she has Down syndrome. I had learned the term by a sister-in-law whose child was born with this extra chromosome, trisomy 21. Before they could tell me, I knew because I flashed back to the day, I stood saying to myself, you have to remember this day, when I received the information, I was to have a retarded child. So, yes, I remembered. Other things occurred throughout my life that always reminded me this world is not all there is. When I was growing up in a very abusive home with an alcoholic father, I would pray for Holy Spirit to fill me from the bottoms of my toes to the top of my head. In one experience after prayer, Holy Spirit leapt into my body and immediately leapt out again, rushing through my head. But as if that wasn't odd enough, when it jumped out of my head, my entire being was with that spirit, like being pulled with it together, in unison. My body, my tent, was somehow being pulled upward as well, but it somehow shut me off from jumping out with the Holy Spirit. The force of spirit jumping out actually caused me to tilt my head back and raise my eyes involuntarily from the force. Then I clearly heard my name being said by spirit. The voice, though male, had the same loving, joyous, full, all-knowing tone the angel being had during my rock injury NDE, although at that time I thought the rock injury angel was female. But I'm not sure why. Possibly the beauty of it. But I can't be sure. Now I want to tell of another near-death experience in my early teens. I would sometimes experiment by taking my father's pills, usually a librium, which they gave to alcoholics then. On this occasion, 
I saw a small glass vial that said, place under tongue, and some other words I didn't read. So, I picked up the tiny pill and put it above my bed. One afternoon I thought it must be like the melatonin or poison ivy pill so I popped it in my mouth and the next thing I know, my heart is pounding so very hard very fast. I'm trying to will my heart to stop this. While feeling the massive pressure and pounding it's going through, I'm asking for forgiveness with my every fiber of my being. I'm thinking, I'm alone and I'm gonna die. But I see my father at my doorway and, unable to talk, I reach out my hand. He approaches close enough and I pull his hand to my heart, knowing it will reveal the issue. At that moment I evaporate into the ground through my bed and the floor of the house into a very dark tunnel, where I am speeding downward into darkness. I am on a black clear object, as contradictory as this seems, and I scramble to get off it as it rushes downward with me on it. As I scramble to get off, I am aware of other presences around the surface I'm on. The other being scared me, and there was no fighting what was happening so I go back to laying in the middle of the object. At that point I'm dead and I know it, and soon it slows like an elevator slowly stops and arrives at the edge of a black deep cavern. I see way across to a golden throne with a red robe or cloth throw draped across the left arm. To the right of that, several feet away, there is a golden looking box with a couple of gears you might see in a wind-up jewelry box. This image is lit in an area way off, surrounded in darkness. I'm in a sitting-up position and somehow know to turn awkwardly to my right, and there I see massive, intricate metal doors. By massive I mean incredibly massive. I was shocked and amazed and wondering who could have built such massive doors that worlds could fit in. I studied them, and as I studied, I was aware of something coming for me. But I knew that I had time so I continued really studying the doors. If you've ever seen a metal tack for furniture that has the tortoiseshell appearance, these massive doors had hammered metal, and if you can imagine, even a hammer mark on this door was the size worlds could fit inside. So I was in total awe of who was capable of creating this. Was it God? I didn't think it looked like heaven's doors, but thought I was looking at the most massive furnace doors. Now as I sit, I feel parts of my life drip from my spirit body like water. It was like the stories of my life fall away through the surface I'm sitting on until the last drip. I knew I was going to hell and knew I deserved to go, but as the last portion fell away, there was what I like to call a small belief in God's stone. I'm saying stone for lack of wording, but there was a belief in God that did not fall through the surface, and as I was revealed that... A group of beings similar to the gray alien came up out of the black cavern. And I thoroughly knew I deserved hell and even said so, saying, Come, Lord Jesus. Something in me said, Pray. The aliens had large, empty black eyes. I saw beyond their eyes into emptiness that went on forever, like if it were possible to step into that eye, it would be a dark very vast empty place, void of anything. The largest being of the group of four or five threw his hand into my soul and was trying to capture or scare or hurt me. I felt electrical charge run through my soul's lower right side. The being's hands were emitting some sort of rough electrical shocking charge. 
but as fast as this is shocking me. I begin the Lord's Prayer. When I was provoked to pray the Lord's Prayer, I knew I had to do it now because there is an alien demon's hand in my side. A dim light appears either from me or behind me, and as that light appears, these creatures turn and flee, and I mean flee fast. My praying the Lord's Prayer and light appearing, and their running all happened within seconds. I prayed bolder and louder. As I saw them flee, I knew it made them flee from me somehow. As I saw them flee, at that same time, I was pulled back up into my bed where I opened my eyes to my father praying, saying he was too terrified to move me to even get help. Man, oh man, I was so exhausted when I opened my eyes and saw my father, like zero strength left in me. I was always strong as a horse back then, but at that moment I was in shock from the experience. I was grateful and eager to hide my face and cry over what I had been through and drift into true sleep because of the weakness of my body when I returned. I needed rest. The prayer and the light were somehow a substance they found deadly or possibly worse than death, if there is such a thing. I can't say enough how fast they turned and fled. A few days after the experience, I looked at the bottle and it was a nitroglycerin pill for a 300-pound man with an instruction to place under the tongue. The reason I even tell about any of my past is on the off chance it may help someone. There is a God that loves us, and a world awaits us. I would like to tell of my husband's NDE as well. Bob was born July 29, 1926, and I was born October 29, 1960. When he was a day away from passing, he told me he saw something golden on his bedside table that reached way up and that I couldn't see it but it was there. I easily said, I believe you. Bob also mentioned a puppy in his room running in and out and a presence in the bathroom. I assured him I believed him. He told me he had the big talk with God, and when I looked in his eyes, they sparkled like a happy little boy playing. He appeared innocent. LOL if you knew Bob, but I somehow knew he was an innocent man just by looking in his eyes at that moment. The night before or possibly a day or so before my husband passed, he had me alone and said, Janet, I fell out of my body last night and couldn't get back in my room. He said he was able to crawl around on the door. He said after he was going around the knob, he realized this wouldn't get him in his room and walk in the hall and was very confused for a while. To get back into the shell of his body, he made diving and swim motions with his arms. As he spoke of this, I was immediately assuring him that it was a true experience and went about giving Bob his puzzle book and office work he wanted to work on. I was going on my birthday to shave him and thought I'd call him first. He answered shakenly. I said, I love you, Bob. He said, I love you. And a nurse came on and asked, does he normally have a hand issue? I'll call you right back. She called me right back saying he passed after his I love you comment. He died on my birthday, so October 29, 2016, somehow became a stamp inside my being of the love he had at the end for God, family, life, me, and this confusing world we live in. I mention his experience because it was my experience as well and it left me with a knowing that his and my meeting was a meant-to-be kind of thing.
The first day I saw Bob, a knowledge was given to me that I would marry him. I had just left a horrible marriage, and he was much older, and all I kept thinking while peeking at him, not letting him see me look at him, was, why would I be marrying him? Well, we married and had the best twenty years of my life. So I honestly am telling whoever this may reach with a very assured feeling that his and my life were preordained somewhere beyond this world. But I get confused still of the why. I only get tiny slices of a massive 3D pie, so from Earth Vantage we may be buried under many layers of what I would call blindness, until a brief moment of light and suddenly truth beams on us. Then we are able to understand we are right where we are supposed to be and everything is going as planned and all is well kind of knowing brushes over my thoughts. Both my experiences were good. I summarize my near-death experiences this way. You go to a place where you know who you are. Then you come back to a place where nobody knows who you are. So it doesn't work out. So you've got to ride it out, baby.